Blog Talk Radio. Now, 
of course, these tips are going to be able to be used for people that are, uh, I don't want to say weathered veterans, but weathered veterans, or if you're just brand new to the game, like this is the first time that you're ever trying anything and you just want to get all of your ducks in a row, I can help you. Okay? So first, then my number one tip is that you need to have a website or an online point of sale. Your website should look professional, be informative, educational, and engaging. Make sure that your domain reflects your brand name to the letter if you can, and aim for a .com extension. This just gives you a little bit more credibility in the, in the masses. Depend, and this is just I'm, I'm speaking specifically in um, the U.S. But if you're looking for, if you're in um, England and you're looking only to hit in a national audience, so .co.uk. If you're in Australia, .co.au. Whatever. But if you're looking international, .com is the way to go. Um, then, if you're using an outside designer, just make sure the relationship is strong and contain, contains trust. Everyone says to me, okay, I want to do a Facebook campaign. And then I say, okay, well, I want to learn more about your company. I look at their website, and it's terrible. It's terrible, it's terrible, it's terrible. If your website's terrible, how are people going to do any learn about you? How are they going to engage with you? How are you going to look credible? Fix your website. It, you know, it's, you can't really – that's the face of your company to, to many people. Uh, you know, you want to reach people. You're using the online medium so you can reach people – um, beyond face-to-face -face interaction. So if this is all they got from you is a website that looks like it's broke down and it loads very slowly and all those pic pictures are stock images that you've seen a million times and the copy is terrible. Oh my God, I could go through a whole list of things that make websites terrible. I'll do another show on that. Just make sure that you have an online point of sale. This is important for your online marketing but also for your social media marketing because where are you going to send the traffic to? You're going to spend... Uh, $2,000 a month on a social media marketing campaign, your website looks like it costs about 50 cents and you got it free from the yellow pages. You know what I'm saying? You know, just keep that in consideration here. Now, number two, um, there's nothing worse than a website that's down 40% of the time. Find a reliable web host um, that comes highly recommended and is built around a culture of service rather than someone who's going to try to upsell you or, oh, my buddy down the street, oh, he owns four domains, I'm going to, I'm going to go get, uh, he owns four hosting companies and he's got stacks that he can host my website and go with someone who is trusted. Give me a break. Own your stuff. You're not going to buy a car from a non-trusted source, are you? Or if you are that person, how's that, going, how's that working for you? So, you know, you want to be able to create your store. And, you know, it's like basically you have a brick-and-mortar store and your lease is, is, built, is written in invisible ink, you know. So, number one, and number one, get an online point of sale. Number two, make sure it's always running. Number three, um, make sure that you have a blogging platform plugged into your website. Now, I always suggest using WordPress for our websites because it does give you full control. But if you um, prefer Joomla, you prefer Dreamweaver, whatever you prefer, HTML, classic HTML, as long as it looks good, I don't care what you use. But I need you to have a blog in there. And because a blog is a cornerstone for a social media campaign. You can share content from your blog on social media sites linking back to your blog that is not sales copy. Do you see what I'm saying? I, I need to move through this list, but Get a blog on there. You need it, okay? And if you can't blog, find some time. Now, um, oh, I'm being tough on today's episode. Okay, I hope I'm not scaring anybody away, but I need to scare you into action because I've seen this a million times. 
uh, for excellent copy is an absolute essential for your website and your blog. So make sure when you're developing your content and blog posts, you want to use keywords and the correct tags anything, and, and, and wonderful images as well. You want to create a promotional hub that can be found on search engines. And if you can't find content, you can't find this, I don't know how to do this, I can't do this, then if you want to do it, hire somebody. I don't have time to some, I don't have time to cut my grass because I'm constantly traveling. I've hired someone to cut my grass. If you don't have some, I'm, how many people out there have, have people coming into their house to clean or have someone that is administering your hosting on your website, whatever. If you can't do it yourself, you don't know how to do it, hire a professional or learn. Now, we have um, boop, 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 five. Number five is Google Analytics. It's free. Put it into your website, and you'll be able to see where all of your traffic comes from, and you'll be able to find out lots of information about your audience and how they're using your website. So that is free and easy to use. If you don't know how to figure it out, find someone who can. Number six, add RSS to your website and your blog. RSS is really simple syndication, and it helps you um, helps people subscribe to your content. So if you have website updates regularly, or if you share news stories, or you want you have speaking engagements or events or whatever, and you want to push them directly to your audience, boom, this is the way to do it. Simple, simple. Um, and you can learn more about RSS everywhere online. Number seven. Um, once you have ever, all these, com these steps complete, you want to make sure to create a consistent schedule for blogging. The most common is around two to three per week. I know that's too scary, but some people just go for one a day. I mean, that's, that's, that's really pushing it. For me, even for me as a busy person, one a week, if I can write one monster a week, I'm really happy with myself. So set your bar to where you can do it and what fits your schedule, and be consistent with it. Only can do two a month, do two a month. Only can do one a month, only do one a month. But do something a month. Now, eight, you want to create an incentive. Now, this is, if, this is to get more people engaged with your content online, engaged with you, engaged with your website, engaged with you all around. <clears throat> you want to create an ebook or a white paper that you can feature on your website as an incentive, and it can capture the names and email addresses from your target market. My tip is find something that your audience would find a bit um, valuable, such as a tips report, and offer it in a PDF format for download. Then make sure that there's a picture in the, of the incentive, some short copies, some easy opt-in boxes, and email addresses. All of, all of this is available online through plugins for WordPress as well as with a designer who can do it for you. Nine, what you want to start doing is building your social media profiles on, on sites like Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Make sure that you can fully complete all of the fields provided in each one of the profiles and add links to not only your website but your blog, your other social media profiles, um, just as much as you possibly can. Now, this is basic, right? I'm not, say, I'm not going into the, all the high-level strategic stuff here because these are just simple tips that are going to help you get things together. Um, th none of these are going to work without a social media strategy, not knowing who your target market is, etc. Listen to this, the past shows on demand if you want all that information. This is Christopher Tompkins on the Social Marketing Academy, motoring for my life to get through the last five of our list here for today. Now, what else do we have here? We are going into ten. Um, pick one professional. Oh, please do this. Pick one professional headshot and company logo and use it as the avatar on every platform. Not saying anything else. You got one pro profile pick for yourself, one logo for your company. That's it. Those are what you use on all your profiles. 
not 25 different pictures or 25 different versions of your logo. That's so annoying, and no one's going to remember you. If you're going to use LinkedIn, number 11, make sure to contact your um, professional contacts and request recommendations. So you can ask recommendations of people that you've worked with, people that you've worked for. Um, I would probably stay away from friends and family if it looks too fake, uh, but you should definitely get those in there. Just build your credibility on LinkedIn. Twelve, if you're on Facebook and LinkedIn, join groups. And on Google+, Plus, you can join communities. Find ones that are um, you know, on brand for yourself and join them. But don't just end your activity by joining. Participate. Maybe once a week go in and create a discussion, answer a question, do something with these people. This is social media, so get social. Um, Thirteen, another great way to get the most out of your branding on LinkedIn and Facebook is to start your own branded group. So basically, the groups that you've joined on Facebook, Google+, LinkedIn, you can create your own. So very simply, you can find the information about that online and join. Fourteen, aside from the groups, you can create a page for your company on LinkedIn and Facebook and a profile on Twitter. And we mentioned that earlier. These are great ways for you to connect with your audience. And the last tip I have for us on this round of um, 15, Twitter is a great tool to keep you organized and not be overwhelmed. And it's called lists. What you can do is you can create lists of your favorite people on Twitter and Twitter, or you can also use a third-party tool like TweetDeck, and you can just load that list in there, very easily see uh, what's going on. Now, who are these people? They can be your direct competitors, they can be influencers, they can be your employees, they can be anything. It's a great monitoring tool to really learn more about what's going on, and also will give you ideas of how to start engaging on Twitter, because Twitter can be a little confusing. All right, folks, that is 15, and I, I feel like I hit all of the main points of each one of these because these are just simple tips and ideas that I want you to think of. If you can apply three of these today, you're a star because all you need to do is take baby steps to getting your whole strategy together. That's why when I wrote my book, The Go Method, it's 22 steps. It's 22 simple steps. Take your time. Go step by step through each part of the process, and then at the end of it, you'll have something complete. Don't try to just jump and digest everything at once. That's just not going to work for you. All right, folks, you've been listening to Christopher Tompkins on the Social Marketing Academy. I love talking with you. I love teaching you, and I'll see you on our next show for part two of our tips. Very excited.